This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. An all-out strike started today in Romanian undergraduate education. The new undergraduate and higher education bills are discussed and voted on in the Senate. The president of Germany, Frank-Walter Steinmeier, will make an official visit to Romania on the 24th to 26th of May and Farul Constanza are Romania's new football champions. An all-out strike has started today in Romanian public undergraduate education. According to trade unions, taking part are over 150,000 teachers and 70,000 non-teaching staff, disgruntled with the government's salary policies. A two-hour token strike in higher education is also scheduled for today. We have more on this after the news. The new undergraduate and higher education bills are discussed and voted as of today in the Senate, the decision-making parliamentary body in this respect. At the end of last week's talks in the Senate's Committee on Education, the representatives of students and parents said that over 90% of their requests were answered in the new legislation. With respect to undergraduate education, the National Liberal Party, the Social Democratic Party and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania in power say the bill meets students' educational needs, supports teachers' career development and fosters quality and equity in the education system. The draft law includes measures to enhance safety in schools and to ensure the access of children with special needs to regular classes. The opposition, on the other hand, believes these important issues noted by civil society are not solved. The president of Germany, Frank-Walter Steinmeier, will make an official visit to Romania on the 24th to 26th of May at the invitation of President Klaus Johannes. According to the Romanian presidency, the visit is a major landmark for the excellent Romanian-German relations. Talks will focus on extending and deepening bilateral cooperation in political, security and economic areas. The two heads of state will also exchange opinions on current security developments and on consolidating the defense posture in NATO's eastern flank. During his visit to Romania, the president of Germany will also travel to Sibiu in the center and Timisoara in the west. The Romanian foreign minister Bogdan Aurescu takes part today in the meeting of the EU Foreign Affairs Council in Brussels. The EU foreign ministers discuss measures to mitigate the effects of Russia's aggression in Ukraine. 
According to the Romanian Foreign Ministry, Bogdan Urescu will reiterate Romania's firm, multidimensional and continuing support for Ukraine and will express hopes that an agreement will be reached as soon as possible on the eighth support package for the Ukrainian air forces under the EU peace facility. Minister Aurescu will also highlight the importance of keeping pressure on Russia by consolidating sanctions and will reiterate the idea of setting up a special international tribunal for the crime of aggression to prosecute Russian crimes during the war in Ukraine. Bucharest Tech Week, the largest technology and innovation trade fair in Central and Eastern Europe, has begun in Bucharest today. The event brings together over 70 speakers, national and international tech experts and 1,500 professionals from over 100 companies operating in various fields. The first five days are devoted to conferences on innovation, HR, retail, Java and software architecture under the heading Business Summits. The largest technology and innovation exhibition, Tech Expo, will also be open to the public over the weekend of the 26th of May. The right-of-centre party, headed by Greece's incumbent Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis, has won Sunday's parliamentary election but failed to get absolute majority. New Democracy won over 41% of the votes and will have 146 seats in parliament. Its left-of-centre rival, Syriza Party, won 21% of the votes and 71 seats in Parliament. The 3% threshold has been reached by five of the 36 parties that took part in the election. And we end with sports. Farul Constanza won Romania's football championships after defeating FCSB 3-2 on home turf on Sunday night in the ninth round of the Super League. Farul managed a spectacular comeback in the championship final after FCSB had been leading 2-0. Romanian students are having a day off as their teachers are in an all-out strike. This is Daniel Bilz, the microphone, with a report by Bogdan Matei. After the COVID-19 pandemic had moved the activity of teaching online and had significantly impacted an entire generation of students, another event is shaking Romania's education system. Students are having a day off after teachers, disgruntled with the government's pay and social policies, have gone on an all-out strike. Over 150,000 teachers in Romania's undergraduate system, as well as 60-70,000 non-teaching staffers, have joined the strike. They pledge to carry on until a credible solution to their claims from the executive. Against the rising inflation, which last year went over 15% with a heavy impact on the employees' standard of living, the most difficult issue is that of the teachers' low salaries. According to trade union leaders, wages in this line of work should be around 4,000 lei, the equivalent of 800 euros for a beginner teacher, and around 7,000 lei, over 1,400 euros, for a senior teacher. The new education laws promoted by the incumbent field minister Ligia Deca have also triggered a fresh wave of discontent. As regards the end of the school year, which is due in June, trade unionists say that it is the government who must have the last say in this respect. 
During the talks with the government representatives, the president of the Spirohara Trade Union Confederation, Marius Nistor, said the following. I would have liked this also being the wish of all the education employees to have avoided this all-out strike. We didn't wish for it, you know, we were forced to have it. A lot of our claims have been ignored so far and the end of this strike mainly depends on the answer we get from the government and, of course, on the desire of our colleagues. In response, the country's Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca says that Education is our top priority together with the health care. We can find solutions and we cannot allow that the students may not take their final exams and complete their studies. The strike is also leading to political deadlocks. Under the protocols of the incumbent ruling coalition, PSD leader Marcel Ciolacu is going to take over the prime minister's seat from the liberal Nicola Ciuca shortly. However, Cholaku has called for the suspension of the talks over the new cabinet until a solution is found to the crisis in the country's education system. According to various publications in Bucharest, though, none of the political sides seems very delighted to take over the leadership of the executive at a time when trade unionists in Romania's medical system could also stop activity and the police have also expressed their right to a strike. No matter the political colour of the ruling parties, experts believe they will have to shortly deal with acute social disgruntlement as Romania next year is in for a new series of elections for the European Parliament as well as local legislative and presidential elections. Tens of thousands of people participated at the call of President Maya Sandu in a large pro-European demonstration in Chisinau. I'm Lukamara Simeon with this commentary by Stefan Stoika. Faced with an unprecedented energy crisis, which it is coping with thanks to the help offered by Romania and the European Union, and subjected to hybrid threats from Russia, the Republic of Moldova understood after three decades of swinging between the East and the West who its true political friends are and the European Union is among those that a small Eastern European state with a majority Romanian-speaking population can really rely on. The confirmation came directly from the President of the European Parliament, Roberta Metzola, who was invited on Sunday to the great pro-European assembly convened by President Maya Sandu in Chisinau. Moldova is not alone. Europe is Moldova. Moldova is Europe, said in Romanian the European official. She has given assurances to Moldova that the European Union will support it in the integration process. Robert Ramezola said that they gathered there at a special moment to send a pro-European message to the international community, adding that she gave them in the month of May the answer of the European Parliament. Go ahead, keep it up, Moldova is not alone. Roberta Metzola praised the Moldovan citizens for the solidarity they showed to the aggressed Ukraine and the Ukrainian refugees. And on the other hand, she condemned the Russian policies of threats and blackmail towards Moldova. 
the best way to get rid of Russian blackmail is integration into the European Union, Maya Sandu told her fellow citizens. European Moldova means a Moldova with strong and reliable friends who will not leave us alone in front of the aggressors who bring wars and kill people. We can only be safe together with the European family. This war clearly shows us that we no longer want to be blackmailed by Moscow, said Maya Sandu. The Republic of Moldova became an EU candidate country in June last year, a few months after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. President Maya Sandu is now pleading for accession until the end of this decade. Moldova's place is in the EU. Our country project and our goal is for Moldova to be, by 2030, a full member of the European family. This is not just my commitment. We have the support of the European Union on this path, and that is what the people of the Republic of Moldova demand. They asked for it every time they went out in the streets to defend their rights. They asked for it in the elections. They are asking for it now, when we have once again got together to decide the fate of Moldova. Europe is more than a political slogan. Europe is a way of life, a dream that must come true, and it is the chance for our people to live in peace, tranquility and plenty, said Maya Sandu. More than 75,000 people participated in the demonstration in Chisinau, where a resolution was adopted confirming the citizens' support for the country's European path. And that was Radio Newsreel. And now time for Hit of the Day. We invite you to listen to Direkcia Cinch and their hit, If You Could Give Me One Minute.
are listening to Radio Romania International. The History Show. Cristina Matescu, welcome to a new edition of the History Show, written by Steliu Lambru. Under the Vienna Award of August 30, 1940, Germany and Italy forced Romania to cede northern Transylvania to Hungary. This was Romania's second loss of territory that year, following that of Bessarabia and northern Bukovina, which had been annexed by the USSR in June. Yet a third territorial loss would occur in September, when southern Dobruja was awarded to Bulgaria under the Treaty of Craiova. Northern Transylvania had almost 43,500 square kilometers and some 2.4 million inhabitants, according to a population census from 1930, with ethnic Romanians making up around 50% of the ceded territory and ethnic Hungarians 38%. The Vienna Award was the result of Hungary's revisionist policy after the 1920 Treaty of Trianon between the Entente and Hungary, in which concluded World War I. The forced cessation of northern Transylvania was not without consequences, including persecutions against the Romanian and Jewish population, as well as expulsions and displacement, with around 500,000 Romanians, people from the administration and the elites, having to leave the area. Those who fled northern Transylvania after this was ceded to Hungary did not, however, resign to this state of affairs. On the 15th of November 1940, a group of young intellectuals established a pro-Transylvania association, which also had its own radio station, with the leader of the National Peasant Party, Iuliu Maniu, as honorary president. The aim of the association was primarily to condemn the loss of territory. Although the association was clandestine, its members did get hold of a military radio station, which they used to broadcast for two or three hours a day from Brasov. Professor Victor Marian was a member of the Pro-Transylvania Association, and in 1997 he gave an interview to Radio Romania's Oral History Center. Era un post clandestin și eram permanent urmăriți, de aceea ne mutam din loc în loc. A doua etapă după It was a pirate station and we were constantly followed, so we kept moving from one place to another. After 41 Castelluri Street, we moved the station to Mount Tumpa, in the heart of an abandoned sheepfold. The key figure of the station was Leon Bonkish and he was joined by Lucian Vala, Justin Ilyesh and myself. I worked with them until mid-1942, when I got an appointment in the education system in Brasov, which made it harder for me to continue with the station. 
The broadcasting station in question was called Free Romania. It used portable equipment and covered around 100 kilometers. Victor Marian said the station had a good location and the information it broadcast into the occupied territory came via courier and even from the army. The station was well organized because broadcasting from Brasov it could be received easily, especially in the secular region and Tergumoresh. I knew people from Cluj, which is 230 kilometers away, who said they could often pick up this pirate station. From Tumpa, the station moved to Postavarul Peak, and from Postavarul to Piatramare Mountain. But I had already stopped working with them by that time. I heard about it from Leon Bonkish, who was a very good friend. From Piatramare, they moved the station to Fogaraj Mountains. And that was the final move, because they were tracked down and had to flee. They had to leave their equipment behind, and the station no longer broadcast after that. Victor Marian also spoke about the newspaper published by the Pro-Transylvania Association called Ardalul, and which had an equally important contribution to maintaining hope in the Romanian media. This newspaper, Ardaul, which was led by Anton Ionel Mureșanu, carried lots of reports about the movement of the front line and other international events. So we knew about all the efforts made by Yuliu Maniu at an international level in Stockholm, Ankara, Cairo, etc. We were up to date, so we were able to provide accurate information about these diplomatic efforts. When these reports appeared, we felt we were being followed. We could tell the station was being tracked, and we would move immediately. We simply had to pack up and leave, because as soon as we broadcast these reports about Romania wanting to leave the war, the Germans, who had much more sophisticated equipment, would have caught us in no time. As the front line was advancing into the Soviet Union, the activity of the Pro-Transylvania Association was becoming more and more difficult, and it eventually closed in 1942. On the advice of Yuliu Maniu, the members of the broadcasting team fled, and the broadcasting equipment was abandoned in the mountains. Two years later, in 1944, the fate of history changed. And in 1947, Northern Transylvania, for which a lot of compromises had been made, was returned to Romania. And that was the history show. Next on Radio Romania International, Think Greener. Welcome to Think Greener with me, Lacromera Simeon. Today I'll be talking about collection and recycling of municipal waste. Romania recycles 11.3% of municipal waste, while the European Union average is over 40%. 
The low degree of municipal waste recycling is caused by delays in the adoption and implementation of specific legislation. An example is the packaging deposit refund system, which became functional on October 1, 2022. But in fact, we are in the phase of registration of producers, importers and traders who put on the market non-reusable primary packaging made of glass, plastic or metal, with volumes between 0.1 liters and 3 liters. For such packaging, the buyer in Romania would have to pay a guarantee of about 10 euro cents, but this is still not happening. The Environment Minister Tankos Barna emphasized last autumn that there is no country in Europe that has implemented the deposit refund system in less than two, even three or four years. In this context, a great part of Romanians continue to throw such packaging together with household waste. In the meantime, the big store chains have introduced devices to collect this kind of packaging, which thus ends up being recycled. On the other hand, several large cities in Romania have set up so-called ecological islands in their neighborhoods. Thus, the city of Arad decided to expand the program through which 98 more ecological islands will be set up in the city based on a financing of 8 million lei through the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. These islands will have five containers each, each for a certain type of waste, biodegradable, residual, glass, plastic and metal, paper and cardboard. Each such island will serve at least 200 departments. The first stage of the program carried out under the plan began in February, when the financing contract was signed, worth 2.4 million euros, for 200 ecological islands. Previously, 42 ecological islands were set up last year in neighborhoods in Arad, through a pilot project financed from the local budget. The small platforms will be accessible based on cards received by residents, and the system will be able to determine the amount each user throws away to be charged according to the amount of waste they produce. The islands will be protected against vandalism and against unauthorized access. They will be equipped with GSM mode and remote data transmission systems, as well as a billing interface. And the city hall of Sibiu intends to set up 200 ecological islands for waste collection in blocks of flats areas, requesting non-reimbursable funds through the National Recovery and Resilience Plan. The city of Sibiu believes that the main benefit of these investments is the taxation for sanitation according to the real number, digitally metered, of waste disposal for each apartment so that everyone pays according to how correctly and conscientiously they collect recyclables. Citizens are invited to sort waste as correctly as possible and to use the residual waste container as little as possible, as residual waste management costs and pollutes the most and attracts the highest penalties for users of the waste collection system. And that's all from Think Greener. Next in this program, sports. 
Hello, this is Daniel Bills, the microphone with a roundup of the weekend's main sporting events. Farul Constanza is Romania's new football champion. The team coached by Gheorghe Hagi has claimed the title leg before the end of the championship's playoff stage with a 3-2 home win against FCSB and put a distance of four points between them and the runner-up. Also in the last but one leg, CFR Cluj clinched a 2-1 win against Sepsis Sfântul Gheorghe. Rapid Bucharest will be up against Universitatea Craiova on Monday. On Friday, Universitatea Cluj secured a 2-1 away win against Hermannstadt and FC Argeș a 3-0 home win against Petrolul Ploiești. Kindia Târgoviște vs FC Voluntari ended in a draw to all. UTA Arad also drew their game against FC Ucraiova 1-0. On Saturday, FC Botoșan trounced FC Mioven 5-1 and the latter demoted to the second football league. And so did Kindia Târgoviște. Two sides have advanced to the first league. They are Poliash and Ocelu Galatz from Eastern Romania. UTA and FC Argeș will go into the playoffs with the sides on the fourth and fifth positions in the second league. FC Argeș will be up against Dinamo Bucharest and UTA takes on Gloria Buzo. Romanian athletes have obtained good results in the first matches of the World Table Tennis Championships on the way in Durban, South Africa. In the women's singles, Andrea Dragoman has outperformed Xu Yu Chen of Taiwan and Adina Diakono defeated Goi Rui Juan of Singapore. In the men's contest, Eduard Ionescu lost to Simon Gozi of France. Ovidio Ionescu and Spanish Alvaro Robles have qualified for the round of 32 of the doubles contest without playing after the pair made up of Ramon Maxwell and Therese Knight of Barbados didn't show up. In the women's doubles contest, Romanians Andrea Dragoman and Elisabetta Samara have qualified for the round of 32 after a win against the South African pair made up of Musfik Kalam and Lila Edwards. The Romanian Spanish pair Adina Diacono Maria Xiao has also qualified after a win against Charlotte Lutz and Audrey Zarif of France. In the mixed doubles, Ovidio Ionescu and Bernadette Soch have qualified for the same round of 32 after a win against Ibrahim Gunduz and Sibyl Altinkaya of Turkey. Unfortunately, Edward Ionescu and Adina Diakonu lost to Simon Guzzi and Pritia Pervade of France. And that's all from our sports desk. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Next in this broadcast is All That Jazz. Welcome, I'm Mihaela Ignatescu. Today's edition is devoted to Elena Mândru-Turnen, who celebrates her name day on the Day of Saints Helen and Constantine on May 21st, an important celebration in the Christian calendar and quite important in Romania. Elena Mândru studied music first in Cluj-Napoca in Western Romania and then in the Scandinavian countries to then settle in the capital of Finland. She has collaborated with lots of great artists, both from Romania and abroad, including the famous Johnny Raducanu, the author of The Dance of Symbols, to which we invite you to listen next, performed by the Elena Mândru Band. La 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 la
Mandru has participated in many festivals in Romania, where in 2014 she started the project Symphonic Meet Jazz in collaboration with various philharmonics and with the aim of promoting young artists, both Romanian and Finnish. She is the recipient of many prizes and awards, such as the award of Young Nordic Jazz Comets Finland. In the following minutes, we invite you to listen to Hey Moon with Elena Mundru as the vocalist of Elena Mundru Band.
to end this edition of All That Jazz, we leave you in the company of another piece performed by the Elena Mundru Band, which also includes violinist Sampo Hukanen, pianist Thomas J. Turunen, double bass player Eero Sepa and drummer Ansi Tirkonen. The piece is entitled Runaway. Living Romania. This is Bucharest Radio Romania International. Listener's Letterbox.
Hello friends, welcome to a new edition in our mailbag series. I'm Vlad Palku. It's been quite a rainy week in Bucharest, but that can't dampen our spirits, not when we're looking at so many letters and messages we received from you, RRI listeners, in the last weeks. And we couldn't be more grateful to everyone who took the time to send reception reports, share with us information about various events or simply say hello. Some of you are doing this on an almost daily basis, and here we would like to especially mention Jawad Saber of Morocco and Najimuddin of India. Thank you so much for your nearly daily reports and technical feedback. As always, every piece of information regarding reception conditions helps us make adjustments, so whenever you aren't able to pick up our broadcast at all, as the case was with Francis Lawler of Ireland earlier this week, or report noise or static, as Michael Naven of the USA did on 9550 kHz also this week, or interference, as Alan Gale of England reported on 15180 kHz, please don't be shy and report those problems. Whenever we get major problems that tend to reoccur within the space of several days or weeks, we relay those messages to our technical staff. Now, to start our show proper, this week we celebrated World Family Day and our listener from India, Bidan Chandra Sanyal, sent us some information we would like to share with you. Here is a quote from his message. Family is the main driving force of social harmony. Man is a social being, so he lives in society, and the society is formed with the family. Among the social elements, the first and main element is the family. Bound by mutual love, respect, sympathy and love, people form families and enjoy all the benefits of society. The importance of family in every culture and every country of the world is immense. That is why family is called the mirror of the state. A family is a place where a person spends his days with his own people. Bound by the bonds of family, they enjoy life again after overcoming all obstacles, feelings in their daily life. Family is the repository of spiritual relationships. A bond of love and friendship develops between people of a single family. World Family Day is celebrated to show how our responsibility towards family should be, the importance of family, family bond and above all respect and love towards family. One of the functions of an ideal family is to live together in harmony, and this work is an ideal family. Nowadays, our social problems are increasing day by day because family ties are breaking, instability is increasing. Therefore, first of all, family should be raised in a healthy and beautiful way. Radios can also play a special role in this regard. End of quote. Thanks for sharing the information with us, Bidan. We hope this message reaches all our other listeners. We are always grateful when listeners share their opinions and comments on current affairs and other newsworthy events. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Back to listeners' letterbox on Radio Romania International, we are leafing through the messages we got at our office in the last fortnight. From Rochester, the USA, Michael Naven dropped us a message to say, Your program was informative and professional as usual. I don't seem to be able to pick up your West Coast English broadcast any more, but the French and Spanish ones come in well. Hablo un poco de español. 
I had four years of Spanish in high school, but my knowledge of French is very limited. All these languages, Portuguese, Italian, Spanish, French, including Romanian, are from Latin and have certain words in common. But English is from an old dialect of German, brought to the British Isles by the Saxon invaders. The world speaks over 300 languages. Confusing enough? I think so. But it's very interesting. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Michael, and make sure you keep practicing your Spanish. From Algeria, listener Rashid Dahmani wrote to us on May 13th, leaving two reports for the current month and adding the following message. My friends and loved ones at RI's English section, greetings of love and appreciation to you all. I hope this letter finds you well. I'm writing to express my heartfelt gratitude for the exceptional programming that your radio station consistently delivers. As an avid listener, I have been captivated by the diverse range of shows and the immense value they bring to my everyday life. Your dedication to providing varied radio programs is truly commendable. The thoughtfulness and effort put into curating a diverse lineup of shows have not gone unnoticed, whether it's the enlightening talk shows, the uplifting music selections, or the engaging interviews, each program offers a unique and enriching experience. I would like to extend my appreciation to the talented hosts and presenters who bring these programs to life. Their expertise, charisma and passion shine through in every broadcast. They have a remarkable ability and I have myself eagerly tuning in to their shows whenever possible. One aspect that stands out to me is the quality of the content, the depth of research, attention to detail, and the ability to explore a wide range of topics with depth and nuance is truly impressive. Moreover, I want to express my gratitude for the positive impact your radio programs have had on my life. Your programs have become an integral part of my daily routine. Please convey my thanks and appreciation to all the individuals who contribute to the success of your radio station. Their hard work, creativity and dedication are sincerely appreciated. I am really grateful for all the programs that your radio station constantly provides. Thanks for being a loyal listener, Rashid. Your words of appreciation are an impulse to us all here at the English service. Hope to hear from you soon. We next stop in Japan to greet Teruhiko Kachi, who also sent us a report and commented on the content of the broadcast that day. Of the recent programs, I was particularly interested in The History Show, which aired earlier this month on the Latinity of the Romanian people. I have learned that Romania has its origins in Rome, but has adopted a diverse range of languages, religions, music and other cultures. I am not a nationalist, and I dislike extreme chauvinism. However, I often think about what a nation is. Of course, language is not the only thing that characterizes an ethnic group, but I am sure that language is also the most important aspect of ethnic identity. In any case, the program gave me various suggestions. I look forward to hearing more programs like this in the future." End of quote. Thanks for leaving a comment, Teru. We're happy you enjoyed the History Show segment. The discussion about language is indeed rich, as the makings of national identity vary across cultures. 
That's about all we had time for in today's show. Before we wrap up, a big thank you to Shivendupal of India, who featured items and souvenirs of our radio station in the Radio Listeners Meet, a festival addressing radio enthusiasts in West Bengal. It was wonderful to be part of your celebration that way. Thanks again. Therefore, bye for now, and don't forget we're always open to suggestions about how to make our programs better. Also, do visit the Listener's Corner section on our website, where we publish regular roundups of all the messages we receive. I'm Vlad Palku, see you soon. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Today's edition of Simply Folk features Maria Apostol, one of the most beloved representatives of traditional music from Gorj in southwestern Romania. Her repertoire of songs recorded in Radio Romania's studio comprises more than 200 beautiful traditional tunes, all collected from her native region of Oltenia. So to end today's broadcast on Radio Romania International, we invite you to listen to Maria Apostol performing a love tune.
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 17 UTC on 13,750 kHz in the DRM system and on 15,180 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs, tomorrow, at 11 UTC on 15,320 and 17,670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet, at www.rri.ro, channel 1. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.